Entrepreneur Circle is an on-air brands production and a proud member of the On-Air Brands Network. Hi, this is James Altucher. Thank you for listening to Eric Cabral's Entrepreneur Circle. On this episode, I think life today more than ever is an energy game. It's like if you talk to a professional athlete, they don't have a problem training. They have a problem shutting it down and, and recuperating. You know, one of the most important things you can do is, is put the rest in your schedule first. But if you can't bring your full mental game, your full physical game when it's required and somebody else does, you're not going to be able to compete. Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like, subscribe, and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also, don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. Welcome back, folks, to the Entrepreneur Circle. I am your host, Eric Cabral. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Always, always love and appreciate all of those likes and subscribes to the show. Today, I have an amazing dude named Chris Larson. Uh, he's got a lot going on, folks. So we're going to jump in really quickly, but I'm going to give you a primer as to who Chris is and what he's doing right now. So he's the founder and he's a managing partner of Next Level Income, which is also an amazing podcast uh, that he does with his partner, Caleb. Uh, he's in, He's been investing in real estate for over 20 years. He's got degrees in, in biomechanical engineering, and he's got an MBA from uh, from Virginia Tech, Go V Tech. 
And um, he's he bought his he, he got really started early on. I mean, um, it's really inspirational to talk to folks that have started in their 20s, especially you starting uh, in your very early 20s. And then uh, you expanded into all sorts of different real estate vehicles like development and private lending and buying distressed debt as well as, uh, you know, commercial offices. So, dude, I ha it's crazy. I have to talk about all of this stuff, but, you know, I'd rather hear you talk about your story. So let's get into it, brother. Uh, how, how, how the hell are you doing? And also, um, you know, tell us how, how it all sort of started. Yeah. Th Eric, thanks for having me on the show today. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of craziness right now. So I'm glad, glad you and your family are healthy. We're trying to, trying to do the same here. And yeah, keep it Asheville all on lockdown. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, it's kind of, it's kind of in, incredible to hear you say I've been investing for over 20 years now, cause it feels like just yesterday. Uh, I, we, I bought my first, first rental property, uh, bought it in college and, and built a small portfolio of, of rentals. My whole goal was to have $10,000 of income coming in. And at the time I didn't have a job. So my goal was to be an investor. I've always enjoyed analyzing deals. Uh, even, you know, whether it was a stock market, real estate, actually I day traded before I became a, a real estate investor. So as we see these wild market gyrations right now, it kind of makes me salivate, but there's a reason I don't, I don't do that anymore from a, a stress and a quality of life issue. But yeah, I built, built the portfolio and my goal was to get a high paying job and pay them off. I entered uh, the medical device industry at the age, actually you and I were talking before the show, I actually started in the uh, pharmaceutical industry before moving into med device and spent 15 years in that industry. And I've really found a, found a career that I've absolutely loved. I've gotten to work with some amazing people. It's really cool when you get to go to work every day and, and literally work with geniuses. So work with neurosurgeons, spine surgeons, really, really amazing people. But always in the background, I was, I was buying real estate. And I tended to be opportunistic depending on the, the times in the cycle. So early in the 2000s, you know, we were buying properties and running them out when it made sense. Um, sometimes buying new construction and doing flips. And then my wife's an architect. So over the past 10 years, we've, we've done some development as well. Um, you mentioned, you know, buying distressed debt, but really all of that kind of led me down this path towards multifamily real estate, which has become the cornerstone, not only of my portfolio, but also of what we, what we do and what we offer at next level income. That's, that's your primary focus right now. I mean, you're doing a lot, you know, it's, like I was saying earlier, before the mics turned on, it's really inspiring to talk to people who are able to juggle a lot of different things, especially still uh, holding, uh, you know, tight on their on their previous, you know, life. Because you and I are from the, you know, say cut from the same sort of industry in pharma, and but I but I I thought it's one or the other. I have to leave one behind. I can't do both. Um, so I just literally. Ripped the ripped the bandaid off and started full time real estate investing without even thinking about it. But I honestly didn't have a choice. I had to do it because I was getting laid off. So, um, oh, well. but for you, it's great that you're able to do both. So, could you talk a little bit because I um you know I want to get into your story, but I also want to figure out you and and how you're able to manage um you know your 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 job as well as manage investor relationships, finding deals, you know, all, all of that stuff. How does that fuse together in your day-to-day? -day? Yeah, it's kind of been an evolution, Eric. Um, when I originally started down the path as a syndicator, which was about five years ago, uh, I was, I was going to leave, I was going to leave the industry, but I had an opportunity with a great company to move into a leadership role. It reinvigorated me. I really enjoy 
teaching and training reps and building teams. And it, it again, kind of reinvigorated what I was doing. And the other thing is I've had good partners. So, you know, five years ago, the goal was to participate heavily on the operations side, whereas I've kind of shifted my focus to a degree and in, into what I like. So I still, I still heavily focus on the underwriting side. Uh, you know, I analyze deals, looking at, looking at numbers every day, looking at operations every day from a numbers perspective, uh, working with investors, but I'm not on the properties every day and, and managing the day-to-day operations or the construction product project. So I have, I have partners that, that I work with and do that. And we all stay in our lane and I think it allows us to do it very well. I, you know, kind of a lead into that. I raised bicycles for 20 years. That's actually how I met Caleb, my co-host on the Next Level Income Show. Oh, wow. And I talk about all this in my book, which if anybody wants to, they can, they can go on our website and get a free copy. It was actually just published on Amazon, but go to our website and we'll send you a free copy, nextlevelincome.com slash book. Awesome. And in there, I talk about how I was racing and how that kind of shaped some of my experiences. But I was racing and I, would, I was on call for 12 years of my career. And I literally, Eric, would be on call one weekend. And then the next weekend, I would travel and race. I would get up at 5 a.m. I would get on my bike for 60 to 90 minutes and train. And then I would get off, hop in the shower, and be at the hospital by 7 o'clock for cases. So I was fortunate that I was in, a, I was in an area where I had a 10-minute commute to the hospital. And I worked in that 90% of the time. Uh, but it was really, it was very stressful to, to, to do all that. Um, and you're you know, training five to 15 hours a week, depending on mm. the, you know, the, um, the time of the year and then traveling on the weekends could be, I mean, you could be gone all weekend. So I was, I was always conditioned to kind of be, if you will, working around the clock. And I even remember back in college, I was taking a full course load, uh, somewhere between 12 and 18 credits as an engineering student. And I was training up to 30 hours a week at the time. And then I was wow. traveling and racing on the weekends. So to manage that load, I became very good at managing my time. So what I would do is I would sit down at the beginning of every year and I would map out my training schedule. I would have my goals and I would figure out how I was going to focus on that, on that goal and that training. And then I would work backwards from a year to you know, a, maybe a three-month block of training all the way down to you know, a three to four week block all the way down to what I was doing every single day. And then I had to find time on my calendar to sometimes do five hour training rides while I was in school. And I had to build my course load around that. So I became very good at maximizing my time while doing two different things. And then when I, you know, when I moved through the pharmaceutical industry and ultimately in the medical device industry, I just kept doing the same thing. I built my training schedule around my work schedule and when I decided to quit racing and focus on building the Next Level Income brand and, and the real estate company, I, it, was, it was actually easy because it took less time than I was spending racing and riding my bike. So to me, the balance seems very natural. My focus now is, is a lot more on my family. So you know, if you say, hey, what, you know, what, do you, what do you build your schedule around? You know, my family comes first. You know, then I look at uh, you know, my career obligations. Um, also health is still important. I, I work out five days a week in some way, shape or form. Uh, and then I, you know, instead of building my, my yearly plan around, uh, events for cycling, I build my yearly plan around sales goals, whether it's on the uh, medical device side or, you know, really raises campaigns, 
um, for properties that, that we are going after on the real estate side. That's amazing. For those of you who uh, may have been distracted while while Chris was telling that amazing story of how discipline really played a key factor into how, how he built so many things at the same time, I just want to sort of quickly recap from what I heard, um, which is super inspiring, that um, your, your cycling and your pro bike background um, of training and, and, and sticking to rituals and habits uh, very early on as a, as a young man really, really helped to develop those muscles and those routines into building business, becoming, you know, uh, amazing at a lot of things at the same time because you were able to sort of compartmentalize, but then also leverage um, your your habits into something that can continue to move without you, you know, because that's always ultimately right. the difficult part is how do I create something that can be managed and operated without me physically there? And absolutely. And it all starts with you, right? I have this posted on it. I don't, you know, a lot of people have uh, right on their mirrors or they do, you know, like the, a beautiful mind and Steve Nasher. Um, um, yeah. I have a post it that says, uh, it's only one. And, and, and every morning I look at it, it says, your, your, your better future begins with you. So, like, if we like don't that. focus on ourselves, our health and wellness, our spiritual well-being, you know, our, our, our life at home and our family life, everything else is going to be basically shit. You're not going to be able to manage anything else if, it, if you are not healthy, if you are not, you know, mentally prepared, if you're not happy as an individual. So it's kind of cool to watch and listen to you because even as you tell your story, it's, it's very sort of um, similar to your life story in that it's, it's linear, but it's very concise and it's clean and you get boom, boom, boom. You like, you, it, it's just cool to, to sort of get a real sneak peek into your brain. Um, and, and, and that's what I love about doing these shows. And, and I'm sure, and I'd like to talk about your show as well and how you've benefited from creating a podcast and all of that and how it all fuses to your marketing. So, uh, so anyway, getting back to great story. Uh, I've never spoken to a, 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 what do they call professional bike racing, cycling? What is, what is it called? The industry? Yeah. Cycle. Yeah. Cyclist. And to be fair, I was, I never took out my pro license. So, ah. um, for those, for those that aren't familiar, I'll give you a quick, quick primer. So you start off in cycling as a category five cyclist and then four, three, two, one, as you accumulate points, and experience since really the, the points from racing. Once you're category one, you, you race with the professionals and you can take out a professional license and do that. So I got to that level. Um, that's a long story. That's a, that could, we could talk about yeah. that on a whole podcast, but uh, it was an interesting time in the late nineties uh, in cycling as you know, anybody that's heard the Lance Armstrong story can, yeah. can kind of uh, understand or attest to, but uh, I, I still got to live what, what one would consider like a professional lifestyle doing that. And it was, uh, oh, it yeah, was great. Dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, 15 hours to 30 hours at sometimes uh, training a week sounds, yeah, that's pro man. You're taking that very <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, and, and, and see, it's, it's created good habits. I could see through your, your, your stylish blazer there that you, you're fit. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's key, man. I'm always, I'm always talking about it on my shows and, you know, when I get an opportunity to speak in front of the room, that's always fused into my conversations with, with whoever's listening is you have to stay healthy. It's, it's key. Have I mean, to. You know, Number one. Yeah. Where that's, are you going to live, think, right? If you're, if you, yeah. if, if, if you're not taking care of your home, where are you going to live? That's right. I, you know, it's kind of like, 
you know, people, you get on the, you get on the airplane and if something's wrong, you know, the, the attendants says, tell you first, put your mask on yourself. Right. So, you know, I think that's great advice, Eric, for anybody that that's listening. You know, you, if, when you look in the mirror, I love your, I love your post-it note. I used to do that in college. I should probably get back and have it done it. But you know, when you look in the mirror, that's, that's who's responsible for everything ultimately. And if you're not taking care of that person first, I don't think it's selfish. I think, like you said, the personal, physical, and, and spiritual, that internal well-being is just as important. That allows you to be a better, a better father, a better husband, a better, better business person, a better coach, a mentee, whatever it may be. And I, uh, I trained reps for three years before I was in, in management and sales reps on the medical device field. And I would tell them, you need, this is a demanding job. You have to be at your peak mentally. You know, sometimes like I spent three nights in a row sleeping in the hospital, working, you know, basically 72 hours straight. And you can't do that if you're not at your, your physical peak. So, you know, I told, I told the reps I was training, you have to treat yourself like a professional athlete. You have to eat properly. You have to sleep properly. You have to work out. You have to stay healthy. And that means not doing too much either. Right. So Riding 15 hours a week right now, I, it, I wouldn't be able to maintain my peak mental or physical health. And I think right now in the time that we're in, with the coronavirus, COVID-19, you need to stay healthy, you need to stay fit, and that's going to help everybody. Yeah, 100%. I mean, j- just to touch on it for a little bit more is um, when when I've, and I and imagine your work ethic is similar to mine as, as entrepreneurs, we, we oftentimes uh, try to take on a lot um, and burn the candle at both ends. But I'm becoming more aware of it as I'm, you know, reaching and getting closer to my mid and, you know, fitting to my 50s, whatever. So I'm like always conscious of like, okay, I know my threshold uh, physically, mentally and everything, you know, involving my workload. So I have to sort of prevent myself from working to 10 o'clock, midnight, one o'clock in the morning because I know I'll burn out. That's right. And my, my body will shut down. And then I can't, and, and, and we, and I, we can't get it. Well, how, what are we going to get done? If, if, you know, you're, you're in bed cause you're sick or you threw your back out or you're doing things that aren't going to, you know, so like, like you said, your physical peak has to, oh, your performance always has to be at that level because Absolutely. how are you going to get it all done? Yeah. So, and, and life, look, I think life today more than ever is an energy game, Eric. And, mm. you know, whether you're, whether you're trying to peak for a race or, or a sporting event, you know, it's not athletes. Like if you talk to a professional athlete, they don't have a problem training or, 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 or competing hard. They have a problem shutting it down and, and recuperating. And I think the, you know, one of the most important things you can do is, is put the rest in your schedule first. I schedule out our vacations at the beginning of every year. And same thing. I take, you know, I take dedicated time off every week during the day, um, whether it's to, to sleep, you know, which is a no brainer, right. Um, or meditate, but some people don't take enough time to do that. But if you can't bring your full mental game, your full physical game when it's required and somebody else does, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to compete. So that's, you know, kind of wrapping everything back. I think that's, that's the most important thing. People say, well, how do you do everything? And to me, it doesn't seem like that much, but I think the core of it is I, I rest and recover. I don't work around the clock. I rest and recover. I focus at one time on one thing and then I focus on another thing. And sometimes that means telling my kids, Hey, that dad has to be on this phone call or I'm, 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 maybe I'm reading or researching something. And 
And that teaches them too. Hey, it's, it's your time to go, to go read. Maybe they play a video game, whatever it might be. But I think it's an important lesson to, to teach our children and for anybody that's really trying to reach their peak. Make sure you build in that rest. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like this. And if you don't mind, I'd love to segue a little bit into family life and how that fuses. Just yeah. just because um, it's something I'm currently going through. I told you I have little ones. Um, so our routines are constantly changing. And I'm sure as they get um, into the older you know, years, uh, the, it'll always evolve, right? But um, yeah. so what are the, some of the things that you incorporate um, into your life in order to... K- Keep as close as, I mean, who are we fooling if we're always saying, I'm always balanced, right? Thing, things are always shifting. Yeah. There's always one above the other. So yeah. how do you keep, you know, our version or your version of balance with family life and work life? Yeah, well, I think you made a really important point, Eric. It's it's really, it's kind of like a teeter-totter, you know, you're, you may, and I, I look at it um, kind of like buckets, you know, or, or juggling. And if you're juggling, I, I used to juggle in middle school. I was really cool. So I was in, I played instruments and I juggled. I was on math, math club. I was, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then I started racing bicycles and shaving my legs when I was 14. So <laughs> I got, I got even, I went right up the cool, cool scale. But, you know, if you think about like juggling, I read, I read this analogy somewhere. So if you have five balls that you're juggling, you know, you, your work, your, your, uh, you know, you know, your spiritual, your physical, your family, um, you know, all these things that are in the air, there's one that you can't drop and that's your family. It's mm-hmm. glass. That's the glass ball that you have to, you have to cherish and focus on. Sometimes you can drop work. Like every once in a while you can say, Hey, look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, on my family for this. Um, and I would say a really close second or maybe even interwoven in that is, is your physical too. Um, I lost my father when he was 41 years old. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a plane crash. It wasn't necessarily a physical ailment. But it really, it really stuck in my mind that every day is precious and you, you have to constantly mind the fact that you want to you extend your life as long as possible. I'm going to live to 122 at least. I want to see the next century. Um, God willing that there's not some catastrophic event in my life, but you know, that is, that's my plan. So I need to, every day I say, how can I stay healthy enough to get to at least 122? And you know, taking a step back, how do you, how do you spend time with the family? So my wife and I sit down at the beginning of every week on Sunday and we look at the schedule and we talk about, you know, when we're going to have family meals together. Saturday is typically reserved as a family day, um, which is, which as you probably know, uh, it, that means that we're shuttling kids to their, to their respective events. Um, but the other thing that we do is every Friday, that's, that's a no, that's a no go zone. So Friday night we have a family movie night. We typically have pizza. So we hang out, we have pizza together, then we go watch a movie together. Um, sometimes the kids pick it. We take turns picking the movie. It's just some nice downtime. We snuggle together on the couch in the living room. Um, and then, you know, that Sunday time with my wife, you know, where we're just kind of being conscious about what we're doing. Um, we try to go out once a week, whether it's for lunch or dinner, just the two of us. It doesn't always work. It kind of turns into maybe every other week. Uh, but those are the things that you know, I really see as, as the cornerstone of my life. And if, if I have a, if I have a stable platform there, then if I need to tilt that a little bit because I'm, you know, I'm working or I'm on a, on a work travel, um, or, uh, you know, maybe I, I decide I want to do, I want to do an event. I want to travel like two years ago. I traveled for almost three weeks into the grand Canyon. I did a grand Canyon trip and, you know, my, my wife and I, we had a great relationship. She was very supportive of that. And you know, if she wants to go and, and have a have a girls' night with her friends, 
I support that too. So, you know, I think it's like you said, it's, it's kind of like, it's a balance, but it's really, you know, like a, like a plate on top of a stick and, you know, it's, it's okay if it wobbles back and forth, like a, like a tightrope walker, but you just can't go too far because if you fall off that line, it's a long way down, right? So. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. The thing is you have structures and plans in place, even though there may be two, sometimes three weeks that go by where you you had to deviate from it because of travel or because of from whatever reasons. Um, it's always there and and everyone's aware that, okay, hey, wait a minute, tonight's, you know, family night and and we have to be together. It's been a long time. So yeah, thanks for sharing all that because I think people will benefit it. I especially love to find out how people do it just because I'm always, I feel like I'm struggling at it, even though maybe, maybe that's just the norm. Who knows? But um, it's probably, it, it always feels <laughs> like, yeah, but you know, it, as achievers, we're always like trying to improve, always trying to level up. And how do I be the best father and the best husband ever? And, you know, it's funny because then every once in a while, we need the feedback from our spouses or our family saying, you know, you're doing an amazing job because I, I never honestly feel like I am, you know, I always feel yeah. like I'm just yeah. not here enough or I'm working too hard and, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't feel like it's ever enough for the family. Um, and it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. As long as they seem happy. And they, they look like they're right they're, yeah. they're They're not stressing about it. Um, then I guess we're doing an okay job, but thanks for sharing. Um, you know, you reminded oh, yeah. me of something. Um, and I don't know if you were referencing a, a friend of mine, Randy Zuckerberg wrote a book called uh, pick three. And, um, and, and she says to pick, you can't do all of them. There's five yeah. necessary components in life. It's work, sleep, fitness, right? Yeah. Friends, and family. And you, yeah. and like you said, family is critical, has to always be in those three, right? Yeah. But when you wake up in the morning, pick three of those five, you know, because it's difficult, as you said, and you even mentioned five balls. That's why I thought, oh, maybe he's talking about Randy's book. And is, maybe that's um, where I got, maybe I read something about that. Yeah, because but, it's, I mean, yeah. you know, it's been written a billion different times in different ways, but the way yeah. she put it, I thought was great. Work, sleep, you know, fitness, family, that's and terrific, friends, pick yeah. three of the five so that this way you're not you're not pressured to performing on every level and then have a nervous breakdown you know, yeah. as a result. No, that's, that's a great point. And I mean, I can, I can tell you this past week has been wild and I've been, I've been waking up at 3am, you know, sleep has suffered, but I, this weekend I'll probably sleep in, I won't work and, you know, hang out with the family and, and recover a little bit. And, you know, again, going back to the, the athlete, like it's, it's okay. Like you, you push in one area to a point where you almost break and then you pull back 
so that you can fully recover and then you push again. And you're always on that kind of, they call it the razor's edge, you know, as an athlete, mm-hmm. you're always on that razor edge trying to balance back and forth. And it's, it, it's a bit of magic. And sometimes you fall off the razor's edge and it's okay as long as you don't drop that glass ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all good yeah. stuff, man. I, I love this stuff. I love, I love peeling the layers back. I love talking business too, but you know, the individual, this is, this is, this is, this is probably the most important thing when it comes to business success. Yeah. So I, yeah. I really, I love this. This is awesome. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So if you don't mind, you know, continuing to have a conversation more framed around this and then, you know, then I also want to share with everyone, um, you know, what your main focus is right now in business, which yeah. is your multifamily and syndication. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a co-syndicator and, and, and I get involved yeah. in deals like this. So I'm always, it, it, it's always a very sexy book to pick up and say, oh man, I want to, I want to get get deep on this, but, um, but I love getting pe- peeling this back, figuring out the DNA of an entrepreneur and, and what makes them tick, what makes them operate? How do they f- figure out how to be, how do they set themselves up for success? So what are some of the other sort of ideas, strategies, tips that you can share with the audience? You know, whether that is your, your, your daily or morning routine, cause that's critical for me, you know, these hours between nine o'clock and noon, um, yep. when I'm firing on all cylinders, is, is, are there, is there certain things that you've baked into your life, you know, that set you up for success? Yeah. And I think we've covered some of it, Eric. So I think, you know, first and foremost is, uh, have, have a set routine. So a lot of these things I've either adapted from, or I've, I've woven into my schedule. I uh, got uh, a great interview we did. It was our first interview, our first podcast on the next level income show with Craig Ballantyne. He's got a book called the perfect day formula. And I think he even gives that away on, on the show or in the show notes there. So if anybody's interested, they can, I think it's, that's a terrific template. I got it. I got it for my wife, as a matter of fact, just so she could kind of um, work through that. But I think first and foremost is, is build in, build in. So we talked about the family piece, um, but build in time to take care of yourself. So, you know, I said, I work out five days a week. I kind of, I kind of assume like two days, something's going to happen. Maybe I'm traveling. It's not ideal or maybe I don't feel so good and I need some extra sleep and I, I take that day off. But I found that to be a really um, man, uh, sustainable is the word I was looking for, a really sustainable schedule. So I can I work out five days a week. I, I like to do you know some strength training, CrossFit. Um, I like to ride my bike. I like to hike. Um, so I kind of go back and forth depending on the seasons and, and the weather. Um, but that's, that's key. So I build that in um, regularly. But then the thing that has really been transformational for me, so about five years ago, when has longer than that now, um, this, I quit racing in 2013, 2013. So again, I told you I was getting up. So I was spending an hour to an hour and a half every morning training. Now I get up. The first thing I do is um, I drink a glass of water and take my supplements. But the first thing I do after that is I meditate. I meditate for typically 15 or 20 minutes. And some days it's only five minutes, um, just depending on, you know, where I am mentally or or what I need. Some days it's 25 minutes. Um, But that helps me stay grounded. I, my brain and probably like a lot of entrepreneurs and people that are listening to this is is constantly on. So for me, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're sitting there, you're revving the engine. I need to pull the RPMs back. And then for the first 90 minutes of every day, I work on the most important thing that I have going on that day. So that, that may be getting up and going and, and working with one of my sales reps, uh, working an account. Um, typically at 5 a.m., I'm not, I'm not in the hospital. 
Um, if I'm on the road, which there's, there's days that I'm in the car at 5 a.m., I'll listen to an audiobook. So I try to listen at, at one and a half or two times uh, speed so I can get through an audiobook pretty quickly um, at that learning. But if I'm home, I will sit down and I'll either be writing content or working on you know, a marketing plan or analyzing a deal. And in 90 minutes, I've found that if you're focused and 100% on that one thing, you can accomplish about as much as somebody can do in a full day. Um, so if you can focus, you know, three, four or five days a week for 90 minutes in the morning, you can get a tremendous amount done, a tremendous amount done with that focus work. Um, and it, it was the same thing in cycling. If you, if you train really hard for 90 minutes, a few times a week, you can probably get as much as somebody that's training 10, 15, 20 hours a week to do that. So again, uh, focus time, um, typically morning, I think is, has been transformational. Um, and two, finding time to maintain, maintain your health. And then as a wrap around that, the health part, um, I have a pretty standard diet, so I don't eat breakfast. Um, I try to have like, I kind of work through cyclical ketosis. Uh, then I eat, maybe I have like today, I'll, uh, what time is it? Mid morning. I'll probably have a protein bar here, um, in an hour or two. And then I have a salad for lunch and then I maybe have a light snack in the afternoon and an early dinner. And I, it's, it's kind of boring. Um, aside from my dinner, but it's, I've found that it allows me to maintain my mental peak and I mean, knock on wood, especially during this time, uh, I haven't, I haven't really been sick in, uh, well, probably five, six, seven years. So it's allowed me to maintain. And as you know, with kids running around, like, you know, they're always kind of carrying something. So that, that's, what's worked for me. Everybody has their own thing, but, um, that, that has really allowed me to build out everything everything else around that and then respond. I'm a, that way when you get in a reactive part of the day, it's 11 o'clock, the phone starts ringing, it's 4 p.m., 5 p.m. All my important stuff is, is in my rear view mirror typically and I can respond very rapidly to what, what could be a crisis um, at the time. But I'm focused. I don't have three different things going on. Um, and some days I get up and I have to catch up on email for an hour and a half because I was responding to that. So like yesterday, I think I had 18 uh, to do's on my, on my list. And I was at my desk at 4am. I spent three hours, you know, working through that, but then the rest of my day was, was open to deal with, uh, what has been kind of a crazy time right now. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. So as an early riser, I mean, is that your norm getting up at three or four in the morning or this is just, no, just five, for now? I get up at five, okay, I get up so, at five every day. But, so you, you generally um, go to sleep early then, you know, like, I try to, yeah, we put our, we put our kids to bed at eight 30. I try to get it. I try to get in bed by nine and read for 30 minutes. Um, and I'm typically asleep by, by nine 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All great habits of a winner folks, because tons and tons and tons of things that Chris Larson has accomplished and is accomplishing. And I like the whole idea of getting the hardest thing done in the morning. Um, you know, like eating the frog, so to speak, uh, yep. you know, just get, knock it out. Um, I, I generally tend to, uh, you know, I'm a very right brain creative operator. So, um, when I have to do left brain activities, especially now in this time with, with taxes, I'm always like, ah, I'll just do that later. Oh, yeah. I'll file for an extension. You know, got to eat that frog. Um, so See, that's, that's funny, Eric, because I would rather get up and look at a spreadsheet and do taxes <laughs> than sit down and, and write, Dude. you know, for me. I had to, that's how I wrote my book, which I, I got up and 
I had to focus on that because it would it would never get done otherwise. So, yeah. Now you and I, I would be great partners because I, I you do the stuff that I hate to do, and I probably do the stuff that you know you probably. hate to do. I'm probably. always looking for guys like you because I'm like, how can we build something together? Because we're the yin and yang. So every partner that I've ever that I have, except for one, Josh McCallan is ridiculously yeah. creative. But he can also be very analytical. Um, that's that's so, impressive. Yeah, he's a hybrid. I'm yeah. in the middle too, leaning obviously towards the, the creative side. But um, yeah. yeah, whenever I find folks like you, I'm just like, man, how can we do stuff together? Because, you know, it's just like Matt and I always talk about it's, uh, it's like Voltron. I don't know if you, wherever this is yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, generation where um, yeah. we build on pod top of each other as we, as we talk because um, we just have ideas and we complement each other in different ways. So... Um, so yeah, let's get a little bit into, and then we'll wind down and land this bird, um, is, uh, your, your, your podcast and your marketing arm of things. And how did you guys figure out, let's start a podcast, you know, infuse that with all sorts of other things like blogging and writing and creating content, um, to build our brand and, 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 and make people aware of what we're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, first and foremost, my, my partner on the podcast, Caleb Wellborn, uh, he's, he's marketing. Uh, very much like you. And we're, we'd love to have you on the show and we can have that conversation, which would be terrific. Uh, but the the podcast, like my mission has has been to help people uh, work towards or, and ultimately achieve financial independence. And uh, Caleb came to me one day and he said, hey, you know, you should start a podcast. And I thought about it and I was like, eh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, is that really, is that really something that that I'd be good at or that I want to do, or that's a, a good use of time. And you know, I don't like to do something halfway. So I like to commit to something and build something that's sustainable. And I thought about it and during like, you know, I'd get calls every week, um, sometimes, you know, repeatedly, you know, every, every day from younger individuals. And that's not necessarily the case sometimes, you know, but they tend to be younger and say, Hey, Chris, how do I get to where you are? You know, how do I, you know, how do I, uh, I can't, I can't, I'm not an accredited investor. Maybe I can't invest in this deal with you guys, but, but help me get there. And I'd have the same conversation over and over again. Take a look at this. Take a look at that. I was writing the same emails. And I thought, well, okay, I should, let me write like a, some blog articles. And then I started doing that. And I thought about it. And I went to Caleb and I said, Caleb, why don't you and I do a podcast? And let's, let's have it structured so that we provide information for people to not only make more money, but also how to invest money. Cause it's, you know, the, the easy thing was, Hey, let's talk about what we do, what I've done. And, you know, I talk about it in my book, my, my story and people can read that. And we've talked about it today, but how do you actually apply it? So if you have somebody that's in college now, um, or, you know, I'm, um, talking to a, a young lady here in Asheville, she's 29 and she's on her path. So she's like, well, what should I do here? How do I pivot here? So the podcast really was, was a vehicle to curate information to provide to people whether they wanted to make more money, keep more money, or grow more money. And that became the next level income strategy. And then uh, around that same time, or maybe it was a little bit before Caleb said, hey, you should write a book. Like you have all these, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a good way to tell your story. And I thought, okay, well, let me, let me kind of outline. I'm a, like we said, I'm an analytical person. So the first thing I do is I, I write an outline. Um, so I put the outline together and I thought, all right, well, let me, let me start to put some ideas on paper. So every morning I got up and I just started with the, the first chapter and I, I, wrote, I wrote about that. And actually 14 days later, I had the book written because I had the out, once I had the outline, it was just, it was just my story and, and what was in my head. And it was the things that in a lot of cases, I was able to go back and read an email and I had it 
already already lined out there. And then uh, as part of that, as we as we built the brand, we built the website out. Uh, we we started again. If there was a topic like right now, uh, I've just wrote a blog article about why I believe it's a good time to be looking at class A assets, class A multifamily assets. Um, and we've actually been looking at this for about six months. So, you know, when, when, when there's a, a, to, a topic that's timely or that a lot of people ask about, uh, we'll go ahead and write that. And, you know, I think you, you mentioned it earlier, like how does it weave into marketing? It was never really built as a marketing tool. Um, the podcast, it wasn't like, Hey, let's, let's use this podcast and, and try to go find, you know, you know, clients or customers or, or investors. But what it's done, it's created, it's created a platform and a brand that allows us to, to communicate and it allows other people to share that message as well. So I just published my book uh, actually two weeks ago. I'm not sure when this podcast is going okay. to air. but Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, at the beginning of March and it's, it's again, it's another way to share the message and help more people. So my goal with that book is to share it with as many people as possible and again, you don't have to buy it on Amazon. You can go to our website and uh, get it for free there. So my, my main mission with the podcast, with the blog articles, and with the book is to simply share the ideas we have. And if it helps people, terrific. If they, if they like to work with somebody that's been on our show or it helps them you know, earn more money, terrific. If they, if they want to talk to us and see if what we do is a good fit, that's great too. Um, and, and ultimately, that's what's happened, Eric, is you know, it's, it's created you know, a pool of people that have, that have reached out uh, through that. But I can't, I couldn't tell you like a one-to-one analysis of, of what it's done, but I had an investor call last week. He said, Hey, I love your podcast. I've been, I've been listening to it and you know, I'd love to participate. And this is somebody I've known for five or six years, but I, I had no idea that he was, he was kind of following along the, the past couple of years and, and just waiting for the right time to reach back out to me. So um, it's a way to, maintain that relationship and that communication during this time uh, where, you know, we're, we're all doing so many things and, and kind of have, you know, not always, not always able to connect, you know, one-to-one like we might want to. Yeah, that's all great, man. And I love how everybody's sort of figured it out and it's um, not necessarily going in with an exact strategy or plan, but knowing that it's going to work out somehow in some way. And for you, um, it was more of an educational sort of uh, relationship building, which is great because what I noticed with podcasts, especially with syndicators and people who, you know, find deals and uh, multifamily deals, that the the people who partner with you, your LPs, notice um, your content and they they consume it whether you realize it or not. And what it's doing for them, and, and they've said this to us specifically, is that... Um, it, it's validation, credibility, and then also um, just confidence that like they hear you speak, you know, a, a, in detail. And then they're like, I'm so glad this happened. Actually, one of my partners, Justin, he's, they said, um, I listened to your podcast, which he recently launched. And um, I'm so happy that I'm partnering with you. Thank you for, for doing it. So now I could tell my friends and family who doubted me, you know, that uh, this yeah. is the guy I invest with. He's for real. And the podcast does that for you, right? It's instant credibility. It, so It does. And uh, yeah, I have a former partner that he didn't, he didn't believe in it. He didn't think it was a good use of time. Um, and it's hard, you know, you can't, it's really hard to quantify some things, but you know, I, I have an abundance mentality, Eric. And I think that, you know, uh, another great, great, um, you, you probably, you may be familiar with him. Richard Wilson was on, was on our mm-hmm. podcast early on. And Great he talks guy. about just, just 
basically give away as much value as you can. And I love that philosophy. It's, you know, the abundance mentality, you, you give it away. Um, when I was coaching cyclists, you know, I I'd tell them, I said, Hey Eric, you know, we're going to be working together. My goal is that I can give you all the knowledge I have. So you don't need me anymore. And yeah. That built that built really loyal, you know, coach, uh, coach and, and um, athlete relationships, and you know, I kind of I think the same way. I mean, I, I'll give away all the knowledge I can, point people in the right direction, and if they if they think what I'm doing is a good fit, terrific. If not, then you know, I hope I hope they it improves their life in some way. Awesome. Um, and it's it's I think it served me well, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Truly inspiring. Really, really great to to get to know you. Um, I'm sure we're going to be Likewise. talking and, and figuring out how to how to do some cool stuff together. You, me, your 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 business partner Caleb, and 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 all the wonderful things that you guys are doing. So, how can people reach out to you and your business? They they want to know more about your deals. They want to know more about what you guys are doing. They want to be a part of it. Yes, thanks for, thanks for uh, that, Eric. And I look forward to more of our, more of these conversations as well. Um, so first off, really easy, nextlevelincome.com, nextlevelincome.com. Uh, you can go on there, you can find our podcast, you can find our blog, you can again, get a copy of our book for free, just put your information on there. Um, I'll reach out and get your address if you want if you want a hard copy of that book. Um, if people are interested in learning about uh, the opportunities that we provide to investors, you can schedule a call and I can share with you a little bit more about that. Uh, you can click on invest and you can send me an email and, and schedule a time to talk about that. I'm happy to, happy to spend 30 minutes on the phone with anyone listening to this and share and answer any questions that I can, whether, whether it's about investing with us or, or just answering some questions that might help get them on the right path. Very cool. Well, appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you too, Eric. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Mm -hmm.